Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you once again for a brand new week of uh, teaching. Uh, this week, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about restoring the soul. Father, let your spirit, Lord, the Holy Spirit, download information from the throne that I may edify and be a blessing to those who want to learn about you. Cause the spirit of revelation to be upon me mightily in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, brothers and sisters, <coughs> first of all, <coughs> you are you are a three-part being. You are a three-part being. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. And he lives in a body. We're going to go to uh, 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. And let's go to the um, 23rd verse. And it says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. That's W-H-O-L-L-Y, not H-O-L-Y. It's talking about your whole being. The very God of peace sanctify you wholly, your whole being. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, it's in one place in the book of Ezekiel, I think in the 14th chapter I have to find, it talks about how witches and stuff was fragmenting people's soul. So your soul can be fragmented. Now, it might sound like I'm speaking French to some of y'all right now, but just stick with me throughout the week. The way your soul is fragmented is when you grow up and you don't choose your parents. You don't choose who your brothers and sisters are. You don't choose all of these things. You can have two parents and you can grow up in a Christian home. But how many know even us as parents sometimes didn't have all the revelation? Uh, my, my parents didn't and yours probably didn't. And if you grow up, you know that your parents are learning. I'm learning. But your kids, they are born into to your shortcomings. They're born in, into that. They're, they're, they're formed in, born in sin, shaped in iniquity. How I many understand that? So oftentimes, you have had maybe a, a father or mother, a brother or sister or grandparents or whoever it is who was your overseer, uh, release things into your life <clears throat> that shouldn't have been released. What I mean by that, words. Some of them have said the wrong words over you. Uh, they have said words like, you ain't hitting no nothing. I'm cleaning it up for this ministry. You ain't hitting no nothing. You just like your daddy or you just like your, your pawpaw or whoever. And we know they wasn't hitting no nothing. And um, they said words like you're stupid or you'll never amount to anything or you dumb or whatever. Anything negative and um, you, they might have hollered at you because you got a candy bar. You know, they just weren't very loving. Or, or they'll be loving 
for a few days and then they just start acting crazy because they were schizophrenic themselves and hadn't been healed themselves. You have to remember, they grew up with parents too that wasn't perfect. And so what ends up happening is you start to get fragmented. And that's what I see now. I'm, I'm seeing out in the body of Christ and just in general, a group of fragmented people. First of all, you got a, um, a lot of youngsters out today, their parents didn't go to church and make and, and didn't take them to church. You know, that'll stop some of it. But even if you go to church and you uh, attend the church, if you don't never step off into dynamic ministry, uh, start learning about the, the deep things of the Lord, you can never grow up into the measure of a full man. You will begin to live as a mere man and not as a son of God. I mean, I understand what I mean. So right here at 1 Thessalonians 5 and at verse 23, it said, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what happens if a person has been um, sexually abused, physically abused, mentally abused, um, hadn't been affirmed in the areas of love by their father, by their mother, it causes the soul to be fragmented. <clears throat> Let's take a woman who's a prostitute. You take a woman who's probably been sexually abused. Our man has been sexually abused. Um, and they hadn't been affirmed by their mother or father. Um, one this one lady, I remember when I was in my thirties, when I learned, you know, I was, uh, in my thirties when I learned about the ministry of deliverance and uh, I was counseling this lady in, in her fitness. She was in her fitness and she had been sexually abused and mentally abused by her mother. Her, her dad was in the military and she said, told me every time her dad, uh, went off on a, uh, a, a military deployment. Her mom was, was prostitute. And she used to call all them little whores and so forth and so on. Different things happened to the woman. And the lady, they was, they was have, she was having marital trouble. They, I'm young. I'm in my 30s. They in their 50s. And her husband, you know, he, he a nice guy, quiet guy. But it wasn't necessarily what I would call Christians as understood all this kind of stuff. And the lady, the lady would, would just go off and cuss him out. Well, she was doing that because that's the, the way she grew up. And that's the way she was communicated to. And so you end up giving what you have received. You can't give what you don't have. She hadn't received love. He might have tried to love her, but she, what she needed was a baptism in the love of God. You notice that the word of God says stuff like, Bless them that curse you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. It says things like love your enemies. Uh, Jesus loved Judas. How many of you got Judas uh, work with you or uh, be around you? I have some of them. You know, they'll smile with you, but they, you know, as soon as you turn your back, they'll talk about you like a dog or they'll say it in your face. They'll try to talk in cold word, but that's why Jesus said love your enemies. Pray for them. He, he, You know, he called Judas friend. 
He was still his friend even though he was betraying him. So what I'm saying is why God teaches those kind of lessons? Because he's trying to stop your soul from being fragmented or he's trying to heal your soul of the fragmentation. So you had this lady who wasn't healed and also, and probably her husband had some errors he wasn't healed. None of them let the Holy Spirit and the Word of God dwell in them richly. You know, they only had according to what they knew. I, I should say it that way because I'm not trying to down them. Um, so if you don't learn that you got to have a good confession, you got to find out what the Lord said you was in Ephesians where he said you're accepted in the beloved, different things like that, and you got to meditate on it. You got to say it over and over and over again until it gets down in your heart. If you done heard that you a whore and been sexually abused and been abused mentally, and you, you done had more of that than you had people saying, I love you. I'm talking about it from authority figures. I love you. I see you in a great light. I see you being this. I see you being that. Oh, you're unstoppable. If you had more of the opposite, then you had more of the encouragement. The opposite is going to dominate your being. And that's the reason people are ineffective. Because they have not been healed in their soul. And, that, and that's what I'm doing this week. So before I go, I want to bless you. To all, all of you who have had these things happen to you, I want to say to you, the Lord want to communicate to you through me that he loves you, that you are more than what you've been in the past, that you are not that person who they said you are. And I release God's healing into your soul right now, that every wound and every pain that has been caused to you throughout your upbringing, throughout your life, I command those demonic powers to come out and I release the balm of healing upon you in the name of Jesus. I'll talk to you next time. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you once again on this Tuesday. I'm talking about restoring the soul. Father, cause me to disseminate the words from the throne. Feed me from heaven, Lord, by the Holy Spirit, which you have put it within me. Cause me to bless your people, Lord, to increase their wisdom, to increase their understanding, Lord, to build them up in their inner man, so they may so that they may go out in society, Lord, and be a blessing, Lord, among the masses. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, do it now, Father. I pray you in the name of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I want to show you what I was talking about. Um when I when I was talking about the soul, I want to show you that it is in the another place in the word. It's all in the word. But in Ezekiel the 13th chapter, I said 14 yesterday, I meant to, uh, but I found it. I did say I'm not sure. I have to check it. It's in the 13th. Ezekiel 13 and 17, it says, Likewise, thou son of man, set thy face against the daughters of thy people, which prophesy out of their own hearts, and prophesy thou against them. And say, Thus said the Lord God, Woe to the women that sew pillows to all armholes and make kerchiefs upon the head of every statue to hunt souls. Now, evidently, they was doing some kind of ritual. You know, a lot, a lot of times people would go to, um, to get a reading from a, a, a tarot card or, they're, you know, they go to witches and warlocks now to get, uh, uh, they got the horoscope and all this kind of stuff. Well, the Lord is not against you getting a reading, but you have to do it the way he ordained you to do it. 
the way he ordained you to get a reading is to go to the prophets or to go to the word of God and get a reading out of the word of God. The word of God is a more sure word of prophecy. Or if you're not satisfied with that, you should seek out the prophetic ministry. Um, not go to have your um, palm read. Um, not go to, to some warlock. They're, they're witches and warlocks. Now, they might be smiling and they might be nice, but they're practicing witchcraft. Um, they, they use words like manifest and they got stones and all this. I've been running across this lately. You know, I work with the public and I'm running ac across a lot of people practicing witchcraft and um, I don't want to talk about it too much, but God is aware of it and he's not pleased with it and it is demonic. And he don't want you to seek out help from Satan that you should ever, uh, you only seek out help from the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's a curse that comes behind that. So I don't want you all to practice that. If you've been practicing that, Going to people who got stones and tarot cards and all that, stop going. Uh, if you've been practicing with a Ouija board, stop practicing with the Ouija board. Say, Lord, I didn't know any better. I repent and stop doing it. Stop practicing witchcraft. So evidently, God had Ezekiel prophesy to these women that verse 18 say, Thus said the Lord God, Woe, woe mean you in trouble. Woe to the women that sew pillows to all armholes and make kerchiefs upon the head of every statue to hunt souls. Will ye hunt the souls of my people? And will ye save the souls alive that come unto you? Now, your soul, the soul part of you is the mind, the will, and your emotions. Your mind, your will, your willpower. You notice that when a person is doing drugs, they lose some of their will. Other words, their soul become fragmented. Yes, they lose that portion of their soul and they lose the willpower to stop doing drugs. That's why they spend all their money because them practicing sorcery. Now, now anything that's in the area of pharmacia, that, uh, it talks about that in Revelation. I don't have time to get into all this. But anything that is altering your DNA and RNA, by the way, fall in the name of Jesus, I bless every person that's hearing me. I bless your DNA and your RNA. And I command every demonic power that Satan has injected into your DNA and RNA uh, has been in your DNA and RNA under a curse through the bloodline. I break the curse over of you according to Galatians 3 and 13 and 14. Jesus Christ has redeemed you from the curse. And I command every demonic power that's entered into your body, whether it be by vaccine injection, whether it be by bloodline curse that's in your DNA and RNA, I command those demons to come out and I pour the blood of Jesus Christ upon you. Now, if you receive that prayer, say, I receive it. If you don't say that, it, it's not for you. So if you receive it, say, I receive it. Now, what, this, what Satan is trying to do, he's trying to inject you also with all kind of form, drugs and pharmacy, whether you're doing it legally through the government or whether they're doing it, whether you're injecting yourself with heroin whether you smoking marijuana or spice, you notice there's a push to make everything legal. Whether you're snorting cocaine, if you're doing that, you are fragmenting your soul. Whether you're drinking alcohol, it's a, it's a uh, wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, and whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. That's in Proverbs 20. Or either Proverbs 21, but it's in there. Yeah. 
it talks about that. Wine is a mocking, a mocker, a mocking spirit will come on you when you drink too much wine. Strong drink is rage. And I remember one time I drank some E&J and I became violent. Yeah, strong drink is raging. It, it, it elicits a spirit of rage. And if you are deceived by that, you're not wise. If you think you can disobey the word of God and you better than everybody, uh, God made you more special than everybody. So you can do anything and violate the word of God and you're going to be okay. It don't work that way. So that's another way you can fragment your soul. You're doing uh, illegal drugs or you're doing... Uh, it could be legal drugs, uh, um, oxycodone, uh, codeine, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that fragments your soul. It, it, it pulls away from the mind, the will, and the emotions. People get depressed sometimes because of some certain types of medicine. And so all these things fragment the soul. So Ezekiel was prophesying against these witches, right? He said they was hunting the souls of the people and he asked him, will you say, say the souls alive that come unto you? In verse 19, it says, and will ye pollute me among my people for handfuls of barley? They're doing it for money and for pieces of bread to slay the souls that should not die and to save the souls alive that should not live by your lying to my people that hear your lies. Wherefore, thus said the Lord God, behold, I am against your pillows wherewith ye dare hunt the souls to make them fly. See, now you hear that? They can fragment your soul. That's why, that's why God said in Psalms 23 that he restored the soul. Now the soul is the mind, will, and emotions. God restored the soul. Anybody who's been on drugs, uh, partaking too much alcoholism, you notice that their mind ain't right? That they say the craziest stuff? That, that sometimes they'll try to preach to you. You know, they'll try to quote scripture, man, and then get high and drunk. I've seen this, now. I see this on a, a lot. You know, I, I deliver in some of these areas and in different places where this kind of stuff go on. But what I'm saying is this is sorcery, witchcraft and sorcery. Matter of fact, in the book of Revelation, I'm going to find it for you. It talks about how through pharmacia, the Greek word pharmacia, how they going to use that to try to infiltrate you. Yeah. They want your souls to be, they want you to be fragmented so that you can't function at a high level. So, you know, I'm saying, why I'm saying this, God is in the restoration of the soul. God wants the souls restored. Also, another way uh, your soul can be fragmented, you got soul ties every time you fornicate. Every person you, uh, you, uh, you have a sexual relationship with, you develop a soul tie. That's why God wanted people to, to have one, one spouse. Now, I know we don't have that, but you have to break the soul ties with every person you done uh, laid with. And if you can't, if too many you can remember, you have to pray a prayer. Say, I break and I lose myself from every soul tie I have with this person, that person, that person, and every person I don't remember. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, let the fragments of my soul be returned to me and let the fragments of their soul be returned back to them. You need that soul, their portion of the soul out of you and the portion of their soul out of you. Well, Jonathan and David, though, that was an example of a good soul tie. So you have good soul ties and you have evil soul ties and evil soul ties must be severed. You remember your parents say they didn't want you hanging out with the wrong person. 
Why? Because you're a developer, evil soul. I got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Be blessed until tomorrow. Well, brothers and sisters, I'm glad to be with you once again on this Wednesday. Let grace and peace be multiplied upon you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, brothers and sisters, I think this is a very important message on restoring your soul. Remember, your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. You are a three-part being. As you already know, he that believeth on the Lord Jesus Christ have eternal life. Well, if you was a carnal man, you would say, well, grandma believed on Lord Jesus Christ and she dead. That, that's it's not, <clears throat> not talking about in the natural. So I, I talked about earlier this week that Paul was writing to, to the, the church at Thessalonica saying that he want God to bless them wholly, W-H-O-L-L-Y. The whole spirit, soul, and body be, be blessed, be made whole. That means your body need to be made whole. That's why Jesus released the healing anointing to the church, the gifts of healing and miracles. But also, your soul need to be made whole. That's why Jesus said in 23rd chapter of Psalms, I restored your, your soul. But your spirit need to be developed. Now your spirit has to be developed because your spirit is already whole. Well, actually in the book of Ezekiel, when you get born again, you know, God gives you a new spirit. You see what I'm saying? And he speaks to the human spirit by his spirit. In the, in the book of 1 Corinthians, the second chapter and at verse 11, it says, For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. So you can... <clears throat> You can have natural discernment and you can talk to a man and you know what he up to because a lot of those things men are doing, you've done. I remember my aunt Alice used to tell me when I was a kid, she used to say, you got to wake up early in the morning to fool me. So I set my alarm clock and try to try to wake up before she wake up so I can fool her. But that ain't what she meant. She meant that she know the things of man because she done done the same tricks I was trying to do as a child. She done done them. She was about 13 years older than me. She done done the same thing. And she was young enough where she can uh, relate to our vernacular. So when she used to say, you got to wake up early in the morning to fool me, she was saying, boy, you can't fool me. I, I know these things. Well, just like the spirit of man know what's in man, the spirit of God, God knows man by the spirit. He communes with man by the spirit. Because in Proverbs 20 and 27, it says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. So that scripture right there in Proverbs 20 and 27, it tells you the location of your spirit. 
another place, I think it's in the seven or either the eight chapter of John, Jesus said, he that believe it on me as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Now, what are these rivers of living waters that's going to flow out of his belly? What he meant by that? Well, see, if you study the word, you compare spiritual things with spiritual things and you get revelation. So I knew by revelation because I knew this spirit and I read that spirit and this stuff don't come to you immediately. It come to you, um, you know, just coming to your spirit. To be honest with you, you'll be reading the Bible. That's why you need a good reading plan. And when you start reading the Bible, different things will start highlighting. Hold up, I read something concerning this before. So you, you'll read this scripture where it says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Then you'll hear, hear where it says, Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. After that, it explains that this is the Holy Spirit that should be given unto you. Now, why am, why am I saying these things? Well, the spirit don't necessarily speak in concert with the soul. See, your soul has to be healed because a lot of you have been wounded in your soul. See, in Proverbs 18 and 14, it says, the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. But a wounded spirit, who can bear? Now, I've read it's different translations. Some translations say a person that that spirit is 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 uh, wounded, he's gonna stay sick. But you and, and things of that so forth and so on. But it says the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. But a wounded spirit, who can bear? Now, people have bruises and wounds in their spirit. Are in their soul. That's why. That's why in Ezekiel, I think the thirty-six chapter, he said he's gonna give you a new heart. He's gonna give you a, a, a new spirit, and then he's gonna put his spirit within you, because these things have to be healed. Now, the, I'm a, now is I'm telling you these things, but it won't benefit you unless I make it practice. Other words, let's put it to practice. The question should be: How do I heal a wounded spirit? Well, you have to take the word of God. God says for, for the word of God teaches that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believing in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Okay, you done heard that statement before. The whole world probably didn't heard it. A lot of people didn't heard it. Well, you could just read over that and gloss on by it and don't let it get down into your soul, into your spirit. First of all, you need to read the book of Ephesians, Colossians, and Philippians. You need to read that over and over and over again. That tells you what you are and what you have in Christ. The word of God teaches that you are accepted in the beloved. The cure to rejection, which is where the wounds come from, rejection. You was either rejected by mother, rejected by father, rejected by your church leaders, rejected by that ex-wife or ex-husband, ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, rejected by co-workers. It's the wound of rejection that causes you to get demonized. So what happens is, like I said earlier this week, a person that's been emotionally and sexually abused, they 
pick up demons of harlotry. They become promiscuous. They start practicing fornication and adultery. A woman, I, you know, I know people say they was a good girl, grew up, never, never practiced adultery, but their husband stepped out on them for five, ten years, and they finally got a divorce, and they became, they don't know it, but I watched them, they jumped from man to man, and they picked up spirits of harlotry and fornication that way. So people picks up these spirits because of rejection, you know, rejection from parents, rejection from a spouse. Uh, I, I remember I was in high school, a young lady tried to kill herself because her boyfriend uh, didn't like her. He was dating other women and mistreated. She tried to kill herself. Why? She picked up a demon of suicide because of what? Rejection. You see people at Columbine, they, uh, they go shoot up the school. Different kids do that. Why? Because they teasing them, uh, the kid. What is it? Rejection. So the cure for the wound of the spirit is love. Now, if you want to be a healer, walk in love. That's why I say bless them that curse you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. The person that's doing it to you is an injured, wounded vessel. They need healing. They can't help it. They can't help but be wicked. Now, look, some people that's unbearable... <laughs> You just can't, you want, you ain't going to be able to have a relationship with them, but you don't have to hate them and you can pray over them and maybe God can use somebody else to reach that person. But God, we are vessels of love. We are love children of love God. We got on the breastplate of faith and love. And uh, what we do is we release love. We release what we receive. Now you can't release that love unless you receive that love. First, you have to receive forgiveness for your sin. You have to repent and receive that forgiveness. Then you got to go out and release forgiveness on, upon the people that has wronged you. You have, to, you have to go out and release love on the people that has, that has wronged you. And this is how you heal the soul. I just got started, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. I declare God's favor and blessings upon you. God's restoration to your soul. Glory, I break and I lose you from every demonic soul tie in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask that you confirm this word and let angels go forth and grab the fragments of my brothers and sisters' soul and let them be restored. And every demonic soul tie they have, I command those demonic soul ties to come out of them in the name of Jesus Christ and be returned unto the rightful owner. Father, I decree restoration of the soul. I break the powers of addiction. I break the powers of fornication and adultery. I break the powers of religion and religiosity, soul ties to demonic leaders. I break the spirit of Pharisee and religion in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pour the ointment. I pour the oil of gladness. I pour the healing balm upon your children, for there is healing from the Lord Jesus Christ. Do it again, Father, I pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, the Lord is in the restoration business. The Lord is in the healing business. Romans 12 and at verse 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, the renewing of your mind is a function of the spirit. Now, the mind is part of the soul because your soul consists of your mind, of your will, and your emotions. 
So your mind is not in concert with the spirit. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. But when you get born again, you're born again by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart. But you're not walking in the Christ life just yet. See, you are born again. You are a Christian. You are heaven bound, but you have to be taught how to walk in the Christ life. You have to be taught not to listen to the soulish part, but to listen to the spirit of God. You have to bring your body under subjection to the spirit of God. Why? Because the body has strong appetites. The body is a powerful thing. It has a strong appetite. Think about it. Your appetite to eat. Your appetite of, of sex. That was put there to, uh, to uh, make children. And for you to have enjoyment with your spouse. But the body is not for fornication. The body is not for adultery. Know ye not that he that is joined to a harlot is one spirit with that harlot? Yeah, it talks about that in uh, Corinthians. So when you've been taught growing up that you shack, that everybody has sex, they taught sex education classes in school, and they brought condoms to the school, and they taught you how to have safe sex, and your mama, your daddy, your uncles, your brother, and your sister too, all of them do to do and, and, and fornicate and live together, not married, till that became common. Well... About 50 years ago, that was a no-no. That was a no-no 50 years ago, but it's not anymore. See what I'm saying? So we're in a society where they call good even, evil good, because the souls are fragmented. People don't know the difference between good and evil. One place in the Bible, Josiah, when he became king, he read the old manuscript and said, man, we got far away from the Lord. See, we're in an hour now where homosexuality is called uh, uh, normal. If you come against it, you're, you're censored. Um, there's all a kiss all on TV, kiss on the commercials, two men and two women kiss. So why am I saying these things? What I'm saying is the mind, is, or should I say the soulless realm, is not necessarily in concert with the spirit. And your body got to be put under subjection. I told somebody the other week, I said, just because a pretty woman like me don't mean I got to have them. You see what I'm saying? Some, some of them, you know, they think that you got to have them because they pretty. No, I don't have to have you because you pretty. I'm not saying that you're not pretty, but I don't have to have it. But why? Because you put your body under subjection. See, I want to show you the difference between the soul and the spirit. We're in the same 12th chapter of Romans. Verse 14, it says, Bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. Your mind, your will, and emotion says the opposite of that. It don't say bless them with which persecute you, bless and curse. Now, it says the opposite. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to me in a lower state. That's not what your mind do normally. Your mind normally won't high things. It don't want to hang around the me in a lower state. I remember when I went to Tuskegee, I see people there that, that knew me, might have knew me from high school. Uh, guys would talk to me in the dorm room. You know, I didn't have many clothes and I didn't have no car. Well, when they was out on the yard, because they was in the fraternity or whatever, i speak to them. Some of them wouldn't even speak back. Why? Because they was condescending to men of high state, not men of lower state. And you, you tend to remember them people who showed you love when you was in a low place. But see, 
the mind say, well, I don't like them no more. No, the Bible say bless them kind of people. Don't be bitter toward them because they, well, they ain't born again. See, be not wise in your own conceits. Verse 17, it says, recompense to no man evil for evil. Well, the, the mind say hit them upside the head with a hammer. Or go get these women, man. Go do it. Or, or go drink this alcohol. Or go whatever the flesh, the body, the mind want to do is opposite from the spirit. And see, the Bible says recompense to no man evil for evil. Don't do evil for evil. Don't do evil for evil. They cuss you out. You don't cuss them back out. It, it, I'm telling you, see, the spirit is different from the flesh. It said pro pro provide things honest in the sight of all men. If, if it be possible, as much light in you live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. Well, the mind, that old mind, that old self, it says avenge, get revenge. But it says, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, said the Lord, I will repay. It don't say that you avenge yourselves. It said, don't do it. Don't do it. Avenge not yourselves. Verse 20 says, therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. Don't say, oh, you need me now, huh? Oh, you, no, it say feed him. Give him drink. For in doing so, thou shalt heat coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil. Don't let evil overcome you, but you overcome it with good. Now, why am I saying all these things? What I'm saying is the soul is different than the spirit. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. Your, your mind will tell you to be scared. Be scared of the corona. Oh, God ain't tell you to be a fool. Oh, don't be scared to go to the doctor and all this. And when the Lord say, I'm the Lord thy God that healed thee. He gave Luke the physician power against unclean spirits and to heal all manner of sickness. He was doing it by the power of God, not by the power of medicine. Now, at the same time, go to the doctor if you need to go. Oh, don't misconstrue what I'm saying. What I'm saying is men's mindset is in the is in the, on a lower level. They hadn't let the word of God dominate them. They, they let men philosophy dominate them. Men always got a philosophy. They always got their way of doing things. You got to do it their way to be safe. You got to do this and do that the way they say it, but not according to the scriptures. What I'm saying is some of that do work, what man say. But what I'm trying to tell you is, brothers and sisters, the things of the spirit is not the things of the mind, the things of the will and of the emotions, or the things of the body. See, your body got to be put under subjection to the spirit. Your mind your will and your, your emotions. Just because your body say smoke a cigarette, don't that don't mean your mind say smoke it. That don't mean your body need it. Just because your body want it don't mean your mind should say get it. The Spirit of God saying this stuff destroying your lungs. How many understand this? The Spirit of God is different than these soul ties we have. And God is coming today to restore your soul. So Father, I bless everybody who's hearing me. I break the powers of philosophy. I break the powers of religiosity. I break the powers of addiction off of your people, Holy Father. I break the powers of fornication, demonic soul ties, adultery, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. 
I break the power of darkness off your children, Father. I command these demons to come out. Renounce some people. Fall out of agreement with it. You got to disagree with it for it to come out. So come out of them in the name of Jesus. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Welcome on this Friday, brothers and sisters. In this year of the stone in 2022, the Lord is restoring the soul. He used, he used the prophet David. David, who was both prophet and king, he used him to write in one of the Psalms that God restored the soul. God is aware of everything that happened to you. God is aware of everything your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband or wife has done to you. He's aware of all your divorces. He's aware of what's been going on, but what he's saying is he's come to restore your soul. He want to show you that he is love. He's not holding your, your shortcomings against you. He's not holding the things you've done against you. He wants you to fall upon him, fall upon this strong stone. See, if you fall upon this stone, you'll be broken and all the demonic powers will be broken off of you. But if the stone roll over on you because of rejection, it'll grind you to powder. God don't want rejection to cause you to pick up spears of suicide. God don't want rejection to cause you to pick up spears of harlotry, adultery, and fornication and homongering. God don't want rejection to cause you to pick up spears of hatred, spears of cruelty. See, people pick these things up because of what has been done to them. See, you tend to do the others what has been done to you. You tend to give out what you have received. Well, God is saying receive his love. God is saying to come to him and buy without money and without price. Come to him and drink of this love. Come over here and lay your burden upon him for his burden is, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. God is not putting all these religious burdens and bondages upon you. These things have been put upon you by man, by men who hate you, by women who hate you. God is saying, I don't hate you. And I want to say this. Some of us has walked in these spirits because we have been done that away. You have unknowingly done these things to others because you was cheated on by your husband. Now you have got remarried and started cheating on your new husband. Some of you have saw your daddy cheat on your mother. And your mother cheat on your daddy. Now you a grown. You didn't like it when they was doing it when you was a young kid. Now you a grown man. You do it to your spouse. You let your kids see you do that. You do that to your spouse. And you wouldn't like it if it was done back to you. I remember I asked a person one time. They was telling me how to how to how the husband or whatever cheated on them. I said, well, well, did you did you ever cheat on them? Well, yeah, I didn't see it's the same thing. That's why the Bible say render not evil for evil. Because of what happened to that person, that same spirit was released upon them and they start doing it to others, unaware that they're just as evil as the person that done it to them. Some people are child molesters because they were molested. Brothers and sisters, God is saying, come fall upon the stone and be broken and be broken. Don't practice that. Don't be a cruel taskmaster. Don't, don't be a person that's in charge of people. And you're cruel to people. But when, but, but when you was on the other side, when they was cruel to you, you was complaining and moaning and all this and that, telling me how they was doing this and that to you. And now you're in that position. You're the same person they were to you. 
Brothers and sisters, you cannot give what you don't have, but you do give what you have. And if the only thing you have in you is what you receive was bad, you're going to give off what's bad. But when you receive something good, you can give off good. That's why you got to come to the Lord. The book of Hosea, the 14th chapter, and at verse 1. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Take with you words and turn to the Lord. What, what does it say, take with you? Words. What does it say again, brothers and sisters? Take with you what? Words. Take with you words. You can't repent in your mind. You got to say it out loud. You can't, you can't uh, speak things into existence for your benefit without using words. So you got to take with you words and turn to the Lord. Say unto him, take away all iniquity. Let's practice that. Somebody take these words and say, take with you words and turn to the Lord. How many agree with that? And say unto him, take away all iniquity and receive us graciously. Somebody say that. Say this. Say, take away all iniquity, Father. Take away all iniquity, Lord, and receive us graciously. Say it again. Take away all iniquity, Lord, and receive us graciously. So we will render the calves of our lips. See, in the Old Testament, they had to kill calves and stuff and bulls and goats for iniquity. But now, in this new dispensation, we're going to render unto the Lord the calves of of our lips. We're going to take words. See, under the Old Testament, it was all works. You cut the lamb, you cut the calves and take the blood and sprinkle the blood here and you sprinkle the blood there and you do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. And that's what it was all about. But under the new covenant, we're going to take with us words and we're going to turn to the Lord and say unto him, take away all iniquity and receive us graciously. Now, let me ask you this. If you said that, did the Lord do it? If you Now, if the Lord tell you this, the Lord say, take with you words. You know, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, by holy men as they were, as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So if the Lord said, take with you words and turn to the Lord and say unto him, take away all iniquity and receive us graciously, so will we render the calves of our lips. Now, if you just said this, the Lord has moved on your behalf and you can expect good. Now, you don't want to be one of them kind of person that pray to prayer and still be in expectation of bad. See, now you got to change your expectation. Now, after you have fell upon that stone, after you have said these words, you got to expect your life to change. You got to expect the curse to be broken. You got to expect all the demonic soul ties that you've made with ancestral spirits, some of these tendencies you have, that stuff is embedded in your RNA and your DNA from your great-great-granddaddy. You have that same spirit. But I say today I'm breaking that psychic hereditary spirit that's in your RNA and DNA, and you have, be, you have been regenerated or regene. My pastor, Brother Scott, was teaching on this, being regene or regenerated. You have been regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit as I'm speaking it unto you. Say, I receive it. You are regened today. You are regenerated. And I command the demons to come out of your RNA and your DNA. I reverse the curse of the vaccine in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I speak healing to your RNA. And I speak healing to your DNA. And I curse 
every autoimmune disease in the name of the Lord Jesus. Felt led to say that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's read some more of this Hosea, uh, the 14th chapter. Assure shall not save us. We will not ride upon horses. Neither will we say any more to the work of our hands, you are God, you are our gods, for indeed the fatherless find mercy. The fatherless find mercy. God, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray as a as a black person, as an African American Lord, that you release upon the teenagers, the, the young black teenagers, Lord, that's been been committing the murders in Mobile, Alabama that's been, been, been having a hard time, I ask, Father, that you'll be a fatherless to them in the name of Jesus, that you'll sweep, Lord, the Mobile, Alabama community with the love of God upon the black teenage fatherless children. And, Lord Jesus, let the spirit of adoption be upon them, Lord, and cause the violence to stop in the name of the Lord Jesus. I take authority as a father, as me being a black person, Lord, I release that anointing upon the young black uh, teenagers in Mobile, Alabama. Hear my prayer. Hear my cry, Father. Be a father to the fatherless and let them find mercy. It says, I will hear the backsliding. I will love them freely for mine anger is turned away from him. I will be as the dew to Israel. He shall grow up as the lily and cast forth his roots as Lebanon. His branches shall spread and his beauty shall be as the olive tree and his smell as Lebanon. They that dwell under his shadow shall return. They shall revive as the corn and grow as the vine. The scent thereof shall be as the wine of Lebanon. Hallelujah. Well, you can read the rest of it if you want to. What God is saying, after a person has came to him and even took words and said to God, take away their iniquity and receive us graciously and we'll render the sacrifice of our lips. God is going to restore your soul. Be blessed. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great day.